number one thing with emotions, acknowledge. Acknowledge what you're feeling because you want it to correspond with reality. If it corresponds with reality, that's a great thing. You're getting ready to run a race. Now, if all of a sudden I'm anxious because my coffee is not hot, probably over responding. Hey, welcome to the Consultant on the Coach podcast. So excited that you are listening to us today um, with emotions in the workplace. What what are emotions? We all we all want to be happy, but what happens when someone's angry or apprehensive and how that plays off? And Josh and I are just excited to uh, discourse. What do we do with emotions? when we encounter them in the workplace, good, bad, and different, how can we use them? Uh, looking forward to uh, sharing this episode with you. Welcome to another episode of The Consultant and the Coach. This is Josh. We've got Eric here with you. We are excited to have you join us. Good day. Uh, yes, and it's a good day. And we are talking about emotions in the workplace. Eric, why are we talking about that today? Oh, I get mad whenever I talk about emotions. Oh, well, that's not good. Pun intended. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, we were talking about emotions in the workplace because, you know, as we all know, I think uh, for those of us trying to manage businesses and families, we uh, we recognize emotions are there. Many times we like to ignore them, but when ignored and not managed carefully, they can hurt our business, our family, our lives. At the same time in our businesses, you know, when harnessed for good, we'll talk about that, uh, these can help you. So we want to give you some tips, some ideas, uh, and ways we've worked with clients to uh, help them. Um, think about emotions and, and really become um, really next level emotionally intelligent leaders. Yeah. Preach it, man. <laughs> so with that, uh, why don't we start with scripture? Typically, we try to dive in with the scripture that we think applies to what we're talking about here. Um, and you have really good stuff here. <laughs> well, I think there's two in particular. I think that we can highlight uh, one from Psalms, one from Proverbs, you know, books of Wisdom and thought, uh, Psalm one thirty nine twenty three. Search me, O God, and know my anxious heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. I think to to be emotionally intelligent leaders, we've got to know our own anxieties, our own fears, our mm-hmm. own emotions. Right? Um, you want to read the second one? Yeah, uh, Proverbs sixteen thirty two. He who is slow to anger is better than mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and, and I think I think it's you know it's helpful because it doesn't say you can't get angry. It doesn't say that you can't have passion. It's it's about managing it mm-hmm. well, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so why don't we jump in? Uh, why don't we start with uh, maybe some examples of what emotions in the workplace looks like, and maybe some ways you've seen it not go so well. What's a uh, well? L- let me. I was I was a history. Well, technically, I was going to say I was a history major back in college. Technically, that's a slight lie. I was I was two credits short of a history major at the University of Washington. But I love history. And before we talk emotions, I th- I think uh, the whole idea of emotions in the workplace really is a new idea that came out of the '90s. Hmm. In pre '90s, everyone would have said, "Hey." What's your IQ? How smart are you? What's your resume look like? And then in the 90s, uh, a guy by the name of Goldman started realizing like you could be really, really smart. And there are some not a lot. There's some really IQ smart people who were not business smart, who Mm -hmm. were not emotionally smart. And then it got into the whole, hey, this is this is emotionally smart is a really important thing for business. Mm -hmm. And if we can manage our emotions, uh, we can use them 
for the good in business and in life. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of the background regarding that. Um, and, and, and it really is a game changer if we understand. Now, if we don't understand emotions, oh, my, they can side, you know, sidetrack a business like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and likewise, I would say um, from a consulting perspective, having worked with a lot of clients, you know, the key, and you are asking me this before we started about um, how does emotions matter when it comes to consulting? And, you know, it matters greatly, one, because leaders themselves have to recognize their own emotions, right? What are they bringing in? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what did they how well did they sleep last night? What did they eat? What have they had to eat? What are they, what's their family life like? What's that all influencing sort of what they bring or the family system theory concept, right? Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just leave it at the door, even though oh, people yeah. try to, um, don't, don't attempt to think you can do that without influencing your, um, your emotions. And then the second thing is, is when you begin to recognize that you can help to be a little bit more rational about decisions, um, and finally change management, which we can talk a little bit about today. And yeah. just the all important aspect of while you might be able to manage your emotions as the leader doesn't mean all your people are. Oh, a- absolutely. And, and this morning as an example, I haven't even told you yet. I found out, granted, I have a lot of team members, but someone walked into one of our stores this morning and just says, oh, I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack, too much stuff going on in my family. I'm quitting right now. Hmm. That's a problem. But yeah. that would be an example in my business of one team member of ours mm-hmm. was not able to manage their emotion and literally flew off the handle. So mm-hmm. a good business le- leader, if we cannot, A, manage our own emotions, mm-hmm. but even be aware of where's our team members, where are they at on the spectrum, and that happens. It, can, it doesn't happen a lot, but I'd say it happens probably twice a year, you mm-hmm. know, going over all of my stores where someone just literally will just say, hey, I, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and so, some, not everything you can prepare for. Right. No, I think there's, there's a both and in that, in that lesson, right? It's, it's, you got to learn that people are under stress outside of the work, do everything you can as a leader to empower them or their managers to sort of learn about what that is and help them mitigate those circumstances. So you don't have that happen very often, but at the same time, you have to accept it's going to happen for oh, reasons yeah, that are outside of your control. It will definitely happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, mitigate it. Yeah, no, and I think it's the other the other driver to remember is inside the workplace. You know, is when it comes to change management, is is fear is a huge, huge motivator. You know, of course, as we've seen in the political landscape, but um, fear is a huge problem because people fear the unknown. They fear the loss of their job. They fear the loss of their status, their power, their ability to provide for their family at a very fundamental level. Um, and so when not carefully managed from a change perspective, I've had client after client after client who we've had to, it's, it's not about the ideas. No one disagrees in a vacuum that the ideas mm-hmm. are good. It's the impact of those on the front lines to individuals and their workflow and their jobs, especially in certain types of improvement exercises that may directly or indirectly imply that you don't need as many people to do the work, um, gets highly emotional very quickly. And it's all, it's all fear-based. It is. And people are scared, you know, people, whether I'm scared, I might lose my job Mm -hmm. or I'm scared. I might not be able to provide for my family or I'm scared. Or, I mean, what we hope to have is we want emotions in the workplace, but we want happy emotions. Oh, I just closed the sale Mm -hmm. or, Hey, look at what we were able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that's what we want. I mean, there's going to be negative emotions, but you don't want the negative emotions to outweigh the positive emotions. It's yeah. got to go back and forth. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the other half of emotions. It's not something to be scared of. It's something to be aware of. Um, 
what uh, what's an example of how you've seen uh, emotions harnessed for for good? Well, let's let's talk about. Uh, here's a very easy one. Uh, you know, you know, I, I've I've done a lot of running, mm-hmm. and before my big races, I get really nervous before the start of my race. My heart starts to beat a little harder. Um, I get nervous. Oh, this is going to hurt. Um, who's going to make the move in the rate in the running race? What does that look like? And they just my body is making some physiological changes. It's mm-hmm. getting ready to, um, from a running context, I say it's getting ready to drop the hammer. It's going to perform at its top level. And that's just how God's made us. It's going to get us ready to go do what we're going to do. Now we have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say, well, I'm all anxious and it's a bad thing. No, God made us that way mm-hmm. so we could perform at a very high level. So I think from a good aspect is mm-hmm. to be aware of what's going to happen when we perform at a given level. So for example, uh, I have two examples. One, I get nervous before the start of a race. Mm-hmm. But likewise, from a business standpoint, if I'm going to fire someone, the same thing happens. I know, okay, I'm going to, I have to let so-and-so go mm-hmm. because of absences or performances. Before I walk into that firing, my heart's going up. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, this is just horrible. Well, I mean, it's not a good thing when we have to let someone go, but I'm anxious about it. I get nervous about it. It could go it could go hairy, but it's one of those things I just acknowledge. And I think the number one thing with emotions, acknowledge. Acknowledge what you're feeling because you mm-hmm. want it to correspond with reality. Yep. If it corresponds with reality, that's a great thing. You're getting ready to run a race. Now, if all of a sudden I'm anxious because my coffee is not hot, probably over-responding. Has that happened to you? Hey, hey we're not going to talk about me too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it can flip on the other side. Other you times, like your coffee. something really emotional would happen. You'll see this with deaths. Or I, I had someone, uh, one of my team members, literally had a loved one pass away. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, two days later, they were back in the office. I'm fine. I just need to get it off my mind. And I'm like, actually, no, you don't. You need to process that. Mm-hmm. We need to go through. So some people are too far right where they feel almost too much. Other people are too far left. You don't feel enough. You've got to understand where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some examples that you've seen from a consulting world? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's very similar to what you described. I've been in you know lots of companies and I'm trying to think of a good leader that I've worked with who's been able to reflect the emotions around them um but people you know i've been in a lot of meetings where say an executive i'm working with will do a good job of you know stating the facts Mm -hmm. they will own that there are unknowns they won't hide from that they will make space for people to express their emotions good and bad um if they're smart they will they will (laughs) plant uh, good emotions to mm-hmm. at least speak up in that meeting without overbearing it, like not not shutting it down if people speak negatively. But they'll look for ways to to emphasize the positive, um, and they just provide a constant, steady drip of information. Not too much, not too little. Think about some a cadence that works for the culture, whether it's daily, weekly, sort of really not more than weekly. I would keep people. Um, aware of changes as they come about. Um, you know, right now, for example, I'm working with a really neat leader uh, who just got acquired by the private equity firm I'm working with, and he's done a really, really good job, I think, from everything I've worked with him, sort of bringing him into the, the, the company that's now this sort of umbrella of companies. And um, 
he has carefully, um, thoughtfully let folks know what he's doing um, about the sale and what it means. And yep, your benefits are going to change and we're doing mm-hmm. everything we can to make it that smooth for you. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to go perfect, right? And he knows yeah. that. Um, he's a smart guy. And so he's done a really good job of just trying to calmly, carefully tell people the truth, but also give space for that emotions. Because, you know, he and his entire company have spent a long time getting this um, <clears throat> really neat company to where it is, right? To the where someone wants to buy it, which is a great compliment, but can also be very emotional for all the people who've invested, you know, time and energy. Well, you're right. When you, you're talking private equity, or you're talking this company that you're working with, as people invest themselves in a project, mm-hmm. have you noticed some emotions work in your favor and some emotions work not in your favor? What have you noticed? Yeah, no, I think um, the emotions that work, you know, in your favor are when you are able to speak to the mission, right? People are missional people. You know, we talk about a lot of the uh, leaders we work with Mm -hmm. want to leave a legacy. They want to build um, something bigger than themselves. They don't just want to be about their work and then working 100 hours a week. They want to invest in their family, their community into a life that's a little bit better. Um, and as they invest in that part of their community, they, in their business, they are very interested in trying to, um, you know, see more done. And so I think investing in that emotion, that Mm -hmm. missional nature, not just in the leader, the leader recognizes all their people want to see themselves investing in something bigger. That's usually pretty more effective. You know, that's the positive side of the emotions that you can harness. I think the negative side when you're trying to do change management or recognizing things is is people see a few things, again, like we talked about earlier, fear is a big driver. They're, if it appears to inhibit what they hoped they were investing in, mm-hmm. right? If they were, if the mission now appears compromised as opposed to something that can be harnessed and, and extended, then that's a, that's a negative emotion that usually will come from that because people feel like they've invested in something uh, power is a huge driver, mm-hmm. right? That, that's a huge sin factor, which we can talk about probably in another podcast around power. But when it comes to emotions, you know, usually when someone feels a lack, a, a loss of control, oh yeah, or that's a, a loss one. of power, or a loss of status in the organization, um, it it brings out all sorts of bad bad behavior Mm -hmm. Um, and and you allude to the why on that because you're talking about what happens and but then i i'm 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 frequently as a coach more interested in well why why is the loss of power really Mm -hmm. really important and you get into these base level issues well my identity was tied up in my job title and you 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 threatened moving my job or did this and from a from an executive's perspective, I've I've seen. Well, actually, we were just trying to make the machine work a little bit better. It wasn't anything against you. We, mm-hmm. we were just trying to make it work better. But when the identity is tied up in the wrong thing, yeah, that's the why of emotions. Oh, yeah. And when you touch on that, you see it happen frequently. Yeah. Well, and that's where you see um, then irrational behavior because you think about that identity issue, right? Because yeah, you start yeah. to see irrational behavior around people who control information, try mm-hmm. to control a process, try to be, in some ways, it's funny, they actually make themselves more expendable because they become, they, do. they demonstrate how inefficient they're making the system, mm-hmm. right? And the um, best team players are ones that play well with others. Right. We see it now, and that's, it's this catch 22. You have to offer yourself up. Yep. And the team will perform better. Right. 
Well, and that's where, back to your point about, you know, this recognition of IQ and EQ, right? Mm-hmm. You get these, I think I've heard a lot of companies now, you can do this in a smaller company than bigger ones, but they basically have these no jerk policies. Oh, yeah. Right? You might be the highest performer in the company, but you're gone if you're a jerk. Like, if you get bad scores for just not being nice and easy to yeah. work with. Well, and we, we do you. the same thing. We, we have as part of our hiring, do we like them? Mm-hmm. It literally is, do we like so-and-so? Well, look at their resume and look what they did. Do you like him? No, he's a jerk. We're not going to hire him. Yeah. <laughs> or her. Yeah. It's that simple. Do we like them? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I just interviewed someone for uh, a gig just like that. It was a temporary engagement, but it was someone who clearly was a bad fit just in terms mm-hmm. of like likability, and I quickly pivoted to a totally different approach because um, while they're resume would have suggested they were capable mm-hmm. um, they did not pass the whether i liked them test and so, so <laughs> the why on emotions in the workplace is you want to like the people you work with yeah and feel great about it yeah yeah because those those teams deliver the best results mm-hmm. right. and it's it's um the cool thing is you know you've hit it and your workplace is pointed in the right direction when your fellow teammates succeed and you're happy for them, mm-hmm. and I'll see this, and oh look what look look what so and so did. She got that sale, or she nailed this contract, or he did that. Oh, I'm so happy for her. And when you see that, that is a sign that you're pointed in the right direction. Now, if it produces anxiety, well, they might get the position instead of me, or this and that. That is a big red flag. Um, it, it also means, that, in my opinion, they, they are not leadership material. If we see that now, now how do you? So, as you're consulting or as, as I'm coaching, how do we find the right EI or emotional? How, how do we do this? Yeah. Well, I think you know it comes with sort of a patient understanding. Like one thing we've talked about, you know, I think another podcast has been the leaders that I work with know their businesses better than I do. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, there's very, you know, I try to come in with quite a bit of humility and not assuming I know the answers right to these. You come in and you say, Hey, and you ask a lot of questions. And I think yes. the leader then should mm-hmm. ask themselves and their companies a lot of questions. Um, and I think the three things I was just writing down as you were going is, is I think there's the three, one is, you know, you start with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, constantly managing your own emotions just like in other dimensions we've talked about then it's i think focusing on the good things focusing on the positive emotions how to harness those right and then the third thing like we've been talking about today just to kind of hammer it is be aware of issues of power and identity and brokenness and if there's people who can't get on the right side of that you got to move on from them oh absolutely and that and it, it might be painful for a while um but i think those are the three sort of tips on the how mm-hmm. without getting deep into someone's situation that I would pass along. And from a coaching standpoint, he, my how centers primarily around when dealing with emotions, humility. Mm-hmm. Are they willing to move forward? Because I've seen people just check out and I can, I, can, I can frequently work with people who have a long ways to go, but if they want to move the ball forward, mm-hmm. I can totally work with that. Yeah. I mean, some of you are like, oh, so-and-so is old. They can't change. Some of my most moldable team members are veterans, mm. and they're always willing to learn. And likewise, some of my inexperienced team members, I'm trying not to say the age or how old, but my inexperienced, they don't yeah. want to change. It's right. all about them. Yeah. And so I don't care how old, 
how young, what are they willing to change? So if you have the humility aspect of emotions, oh, we can work with that yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And when, when someone says no, well then um, you almost self-selected yourself off the team. Well, and, and I think another thing you talk a lot about too is the character aspect, which mm-hmm. is closely tied to humility, right? Character and recognizing in terms of someone's ability to do well in the role, right? Which, you know, you're teaching me a lot about character, but um, I think that's a closely tied piece of that, mm-hmm. right? As we've talked about. Yeah. Well, good. And other aspects of how I, I frequently will use even emotion, little things such as emotional intelligence tests. Um, I have, I have one or two that I frequently use nothing more than it's a starting point. Mm-hmm. And once I know where someone's at, I'm like, okay, we can work with this. Cause when looking at emotional intelligence, there's in, in emotions in the workplace, there's actually five generalized areas where people will go off the rails. Mm -hmm. It's helpful to know which area because uh, I know which one I go off on, but other ones I'm fine. Well, figure out where your weak part, figure out where your weak part is, where your strong part is. And then we can cut, we can deal with, we can game plan just like a game or an event. Yeah, I know. And the last thing that comes to mind too, I'll throw out there is um, there's also just balancing between when to be rational and when to harness emotion, mm-hmm. right? Because when it comes to making good business decisions, when I'm working with executives, you know, you have oh, to yeah. be pretty rational, right? Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to look at the data. You have to think about the, the impacts. You have to understand your stakeholders, your customers, for sure, your people. And you have to make fairly rational decisions, somewhat devoid of emotion to some degree, while recognizing in that decision and the repercussions, that's when the, you slide into emotional mode oh, yeah. to help people process, especially big changes. Mm-hmm. And so there's a both and there to rationality and emotional intelligence as the leader. And so they have to sort of know when to go into which mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, good. Um, that's, that's good, man. That, that's good stuff. And um, where do we go from here? Yeah, no, I think this is good. I think just, um, you know, this is, we'll get a chance to talk again, I think, next week yeah. uh, around another dysfunctions of a team. So if you've seen the one on our uh, website and out there that's available, that's the first part of it. That's on trust. I think next time we're going to have dysfunctions of a team coming soon. But uh, just to cap it off today, just remember that uh, emotions, you can't ignore them. They're part of who you are. They're part of your workplace and how God's created us. And uh, hopefully if you've learned a little bit today, there's ways to harness that for good and um, <clears throat> of course, if you have any questions, we are always available to reach out, um, schedule 15 minutes with us, talk yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, if you get it right, man, look at Jesus. He was angry. He was sad. He partied, you name it. Yep. And, uh, like, okay, we can do all those as well too. eh? absolutely <laughs> well, good. Well, until next week. Excellent. Take care, everyone. Hey, thank you for listening to our episode on emotions in the workplace you know, if we don't understand how to work with emotions, they run the risk of getting the upper hand. So if you'd like to dial deeper uh, on this issue with either Josh or myself, I'm a trained executive coach, would love to help you and your business out. And Josh is just great. He understands the consulting side of things. So if you would like to learn more, uh, go ahead and go out to our website, theconsultantandthecoach.com and reach out to us. Also, Josh has some great blog posts on this. He's been writing about this as well too on our website. So check out his latest blog as well too. But until then, uh, take really good care of your team members and uh, looking forward to next week's podcast.